What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you are listening to our podcast, Two Brothers and a Review. Here on Two Brothers and a Review, each week, Saturday at noon, we review a different movie depending on the theme of that month. So make sure you're checking us out each week on all the platforms we're on and see what we're reviewing. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, you can get on Instagram and follow us, Two Bros in a Review. Uh, we're just constantly posting content and letting you know what we're reviewing. Follow us, like, comment, message, do what you got to do. Just let us know you're there. Absolutely. We're on road to 100 still, so please make sure you're following us. Like we've already said, it's the best place to communicate with us. And also, every week, you'll see the different cover art edits and whatever else we put up. It's pretty funny most of the time. Also, every week, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's so many more. If there's a specific platform that you want us on, just reach out to us at that Instagram, Two Bros in a Review, and let us know. We will do everything we can to get us on that platform for you. Speaking of platforms, uh, if you got that Apple device, please go on there. The purple icon, it's the Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcast uh, emblem. Go in there, search Two Brothers in a Review. It's a picture of Nathan and I when we were younger and much handsomer. No, we're still handsome. What am I saying? But yeah, we were younger. I had a weird hoodie on. Uh, that's us. Follow us. Leave a comment. Give us five stars. You know, it just it helps us keep doing what we're doing. You know. Absolutely. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Just just write that review. That's what we need. Five stars in that review. Yeah. Let us know you're there. <laughs> All right, so uh, you trying to get into housekeeping, Nate? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Last week, your, uh, sorry, my wife, my lovely wife, picked The Greatest Showman. Um, we actually did pretty good. I've only got one thing noted that I needed to uh, clean up a little bit, and it's you mentioned a line that the uh, reporter Roth said, but you didn't remember it entirely. So you asked me if I could do housekeeping and find it. If I'm correct, you were speaking about the instance when Roth approached Barnum after his building burnt down, and Roth says, it may not be art, and it's definitely lowbrow, but it ain't humbug. The humbug is in reference to his prior comments about Barnum and his show earlier in the movie. At that point, the reporter hadn't come around to the circus yet. So that is the line? Yeah. Okay, well... Clean sweep right there. That's the only thing that I had for housekeeping for uh, The Greatest Showman. Now, if you are listening to this um, Saturday when it airs, and you've already listened to our bonus episode that we dropped on um, St. Patrick's Day, then you know we uh, covered Leprechaun. I do not have the housekeeping for Leprechaun yet, so we will have that on the next episode we do next Saturday. Alright, do you have the next movie we're watching already? I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> you have to wait till the end, though. <laughs> Just like our listeners. <laughs> I guess it's time to get into the facts. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Alright, if you listened to last week's review of... The Greatest Showman, which was picked by my wife. This week is picked by my brother Kyle's wife for the month of March, which is, what month is it? 
Because Women's History Month. Women's History Month. So we're letting the ladies in our lives pick. And she chose the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and give a little facts real quick. The Royal Tenenbaums is a 2001 American comedy drama film directed by Wes Anderson and co-written with Owen Wilson. The movie stars Danny Glover, Gene Hackman, Angelica Houston, Bill Murray, Gwyneth Paltrow, Ben Stiller, Luke Wilson, and Owen Wilson. I normally wouldn't read all of those names. I would only select like the two main stars or whatnot, but I felt the need to read all of them in, in this instance. Uh, it's based on a non-existent novel and told with the narrative influenced by the writing of J.D. Salinger. The movie follows the lives of three gifted siblings who experienced great success in youth and even greater disappointment and failure in adulthood. Do you know who did the narration? Who was doing it? Who the voice was? I sure do. It's Alec Baldwin. Yep. <laughs> I, I see my quick clap real quick. Uh, so in the back of the case, bear with me, it's a tongue twister and it's... It's about as long and boring as this movie. Uh, <laughs> We're not to opinions yet. <clears throat> uh, Royal Tenenbaum, Gene Hackman, and his wife, Ethelene, Angelica Houston, had three, three children, Chaz, Margot, and Richie. And then they separated. Chaz Bensiller started, a, started buying real estate in his early teens and seemed to have an almost preternatural understanding of of international finance. Margot Gwyneth Paltrow was a playwright and received a brave, braver man grant of $50,000 in the ninth grade. Richie Luke Wilson was a junior champion tennis player and won the U.S. Nationals three years in a row. Virtually memory of the brilliance at the young Tenenbaums was secretly, subsequently erased by two decades of betrayal, failure, and disaster. I don't want to read the rest of this. <laughs> All right. Well, before I give you the rating and runtime, why don't you let me know what that word was? Pre what? Preternatural. I was, I was trying to cue you to throw it up on your your Google machine, but that's all right. <laughs> it is the movie is rated R. Oh, do it one more time. There we go. the The movie is rated R and has a runtime of a hundred and nine minutes. Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the, uh, the box office, the, they had a budget of $21 million, and they brought in $71.4 million at the box office worldwide. That is on the lower end of the spectrum as far as the reviews we've done, but still, $71.4 million, you know. I wish I had that much. <laughs> um, yeah. the, the movie... 71.4 million, but the movie received positive reviews from critics and was director Wes Anderson's most financially successful film until his 2014's The Grand Budapest Hotel. In 2016, it was included in BBC's 100 Greatest Films of the 21st Century. Now, we are not to opinions yet, but I think we're both on the same page when I say that that's a surprise. <laughs> <clears throat> Like I said, uh, oh, we'll get these other things. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, quite a good amount of facts I have about the location and whatnot, so um, I'll ramble off a few things here. The Royal Tenenbaums was shot in and around New York City, including the house in Harlem used for the Tenenbaums residence. Uh, 
There were around 250 sets employed during photography. With, an, with art director Carl Sprague, Sprague, I'm not sure how to say his name, sorry Mr. Carl, <laughs> saying the crew avoided sites that would identify New York City, even altering street signs. Anderson intentionally avoided virtually all shots of skyscrapers or other distinctive New York City landmarks. When Royal and P Pagoda, what's his name? Pagoda. Pagoda, okay. When Pagoda. Royal, I'm sorry? Pagoda. Pagoda, okay. When Royal and Pagoda are talking in Battery Park on the southern tip of Manhattan, Anderson intentionally had Pagoda um, stand directly in front of the Statue of Liberty so it wouldn't show up in the shot. Uh, the... <laughs> Also, the real-life owner of the house uses the Tenenbaum residence, Willie Woods, was planning to remodel it, but agreed to delay the project for six months for a principal photography. Anderson said, in addition, Anderson said the Dalmatian mice, this doesn't have to do with the location, but um, the Dalmatian mice that populate the house had their spots applied using a Sharpie. <laughs> and then another interesting fact about the location is that it was the first film by Wes Anderson that was not filmed in Texas. So maybe that's why he had all the landmarks covered out and whatnot. I'm not sure. but <laughs> The last somewhat funny um, tidbit I have is during young Margaret's uh, birthday scene in the opening, Ethelene, played by Angelica Houston's hair, caught fire from the birthday candle. <laughs> That's that's all I've got as far as uh, the the hard facts. So I, I guess it's uh, time to get into the hard opinions. Oh yeah. It's my opinion that at the moment you'd be serving this department best by working with me in public relations. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. All right. For starters, I'm not the biggest fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. Alec Baldwin, who, narr who narrates, as we already said, Ben Stiller, Bill Murray, or Gene Hackman. Uh, only saving grace for me was Luke and Owen Wilson, but they were even, I can't believe I'm about to say this word because I don't like it, but cringe at, at times. So, how do you feel about the cast? Let's, let's start right there with the cast. To include the narration. <laughs> I was satisfied with the cast. Okay. I actually do like, I like Bill Murray. I really like Danny Glover. Um, yeah, I didn't mention him. He's the one I'm all right with. Ben Stiller, he's, he's kind of hit or miss with me. Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm not really, you know, like a yes or no kind of person with her. And then the Wilson brothers, like, I like I like them. I actually like Luke Wilson more than I like Owen Wilson. Huh. But, I don't know, I just... <laughs> Let me interrupt before you go on. I've got a confession to make. Until you and Brittany were talking about it, I did not know that Luke and Owen were brothers. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know Luke. I've like seen him in movies, but I wasn't even aware that his name, what his name was, like Luke, Luke Wilson. I didn't know that. But uh, when you, if you watch the movie, you close your eyes, you have no idea which one of them are talking. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry to interrupt. Back to what you were saying. I don't know. Just that's, that was pretty much it. Like, I'm not really an Alec Baldwin fan, but I'm not really against him. I mean, all the other people that I could see that are that are part of the cast, I didn't really know. Like uh, Pagoda, I didn't know him. But oh, he was I thought, funny. I liked him. <laughs> I thought he was the funniest, funniest one on the sh on the movie. He re he reminded me. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? 
Yes. He reminded me of Pedro, so yeah. I I liked I liked him. <laughs> uh, it's normally you that has a problem with the opening being too slow or taking too long. I felt that way this time uh, with the monotone narration. Again, I'm not an Alec Baldwin fan in the first place, and the slow pace of the entire movie. I never really felt like it got going. I realize that's probably what they were going for, and I'm just I'm personally not a fan of it. But that intro did just seem like it drug on and on yeah I, I just like with me I feel like they did the intro to introduce all three kids and all their accomplishments as a kid but they they could have shortened that up a lot <clears throat> and I guess I'm a hater for <laughs> not liking slow intros but if there's anybody that actually likes this intro for this movie message us to Rosen Review on Instagram because I want to know. I want to talk to you about it. I know one person that likes it. Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I, like, and when I was like, I was like, this is one of your favorite movies and she kind of grinned. So I don't know if she was kind of just throwing us a fucking... Oh, okay. <laughs> and she never she never confirmed nor denied it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's It's got a very dry humor. And that's mm-hmm. not really my cup of tea. I mean, there's, we've had we've had like Jim Carrey humor on here, and I've given my opinion about that. We've had Will Ferrell comedy on here. Those are all different types of comedy, and this one is definitely completely opposite of those. It's it's just it's dry, it's slow. It's I mean, there was a couple times that I I smiled. There's a couple times that I laughed a little bit, like when he fell when uh uh I always want to say Morgan Freeman. I know it's not Morgan Freeman. What's his name? Danny Glover? Yes, when Danny Glover is walking beside, uh, what's her name? Angelica Houston? Yes, thank you. When Danny Glover is walking next to Angelica Houston, they're on that archaeologist site or whatever, and he falls down in the hole. Yeah. I, I popped big there. Um, there were a few times that I that I got a little bit of a laugh, but for the most part, it's really dry humor, and it's, it's just not my thing. Erica said the same thing. She was like, oh, this isn't. This isn't really making me laugh. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of those roles, like like I said, I like Bill Murray, where I was kind of like, man, they could have had him play a different character and it would, probably would have been better. They could have had him and Gene Hackman switch roles. Yeah, um, I didn't have it in the facts, but Anderson actually wrote this with Hackman in mind for the script. And then Hackman almost passed on it until I guess some some depth of character was brought up to him, and uh, he took the role. But it was written for for him basically. Yeah. Also, back to the facts that I didn't mention, uh, Hackman apparently is really hard to work with. I could see that. Well, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelica both had some issues with him, but apparently even the director who wrote the script for him had some issues to the point that Bill Murray on his days off of filming came there just to watch over and make sure nothing like went down between Hackman and, and Anderson. So that's how serious it was that he's a problem to work with apparently. But I just brought, I just, you mentioned something that made me remind, remind me of that. So I wanted to mention it, but, um, I think we've talked about this on a different podcast on my on my YouTube channel, actually. But uh, hairy bushes are very fucking disgusting. 
Did you catch that on that that poster that they briefly yeah. shown? Uh, yeah, I gagged. I the, a little bit of vomit I think came out of my mouth. That was nasty. I could have did without that. <laughs> that that one wasn't. I mean, I've I've seen I I can see it with somebody that don't like hairy hairy vaginas. <laughs> that one that one actually wasn't bad. Oh God, I don't want to see worse. <laughs> It could have been a full bush. It like, looked like a full bush to me. That's gross. <laughs> from, inner thigh, from inner thigh to inner thigh. Oh, God. Oh, no. I would never want to have sex again. That's just no. <laughs> You're married. You don't have sex anyway. Nah. <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah. No, I, I, I did catch that. And then uh, there was another scene where uh, there was, like, hardcore porn pictures in the background. Oh, there was hardcore porn. Uh, I, I missed that part. That's probably part of the rated R there. It's a, it was it was just like a picture in the background. Okay. Um, like I, I can't remember what part of the movie. I don't remember. Just like me and Brink, we both looking at each other like. Yeah. And there was a. Little, like I never. And yeah. there was a bush there too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. I just remember it just being like hardcore porn. And gotcha. I was like, oh my God, well, we got a look. We got a little soft core with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and the uh, short-haired girl who had some little boobies on her. Yeah. So that that was a plus, but I'm personally not attracted to short hair girls. So that was kind of a turn-off at the same time. So <laughs> Yeah, and then you got Gwyneth's nipples showing pretty much every time she's wearing a t-shirt. It's like... So why are you not showing her nipples while she's laying in the bathtub, but you're showing her nipples through the t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, uh, I don't like her acting, and I'm not, I don't really find her all that attractive either, so I could care less about that, but. <laughs> you have a favorite scene? Like, oh, go ahead. Favorite, I was just saying, I like Luke Wilson a lot. And yeah. like this movie, like this, this movie, maybe that's why I was able to tolerate it was because of Luke Wilson's acting. Yeah. Because he always, he always plays that kind of character that like, you know, like the black sheep of the whole movie. Okay. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I, my favorite scene from the movie. Uh, I don't want to say the end, but, um, probably when, uh, I can't even think of it right now. You're gonna have to say yours. Okay, that's fine. Um, mine definitely. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool." The mon- the montage of Royal doing things with uh, his grandchildren, Uzi and Ari, Ari. Yeah. Um, when he had them without Chaz knowing that that yeah. just that whole montage that was, and then kind of at the end they did it again, and Ben Stiller, Chaz showed up in the behind the right before the heart attack. So, yeah, I'd say that'd probably be my my favorite scene is when Ben Siller pops up in the background. Okay, <laughs> because it was just you know funny and like I don't know. <laughs> I just think that was that was pretty good. I gotcha. Yeah, mine would be when it was just with the kids, but that part was that was funny as well. So, uh, do I dare ask favorite line then? I know I know you normally don't have a favorite line, but sometimes I say things that remind you can't really think of anything uh, okay uh, I guess when they ask him like why he killed himself <clears throat> or uh, no uh, <laughs> it was right after uh, oh, God, I can't remember exactly when it was but 
Rolo goes, anybody interested in grabbing a, a couple of burgers and hitting the cemetery? Oh. <laughs> Just like him, the way he said it, I was like. I gotcha. Um, was that when he was standing out the window and he was throwing rock pebbles up at the window? Yes. Is that when he's, okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of towards the, nearing the end of the movie. Um, mine, Royal says to his grandchildren, basically the first time he met him, I'm very sorry for your loss. Your mother was a terribly attractive woman. <laughs> uh, that was one of those ones where I did I laughed pretty good yeah. <laughs> I paused it, rewound it, made sure I got the right thing I typed it in my notes and then I continued with the movie <laughs> or the best or the other, the other one I can think of is right after Bill Murray like they through the, the montage of like what she did throughout the years or whatever yeah and he just looks and goes she, she smokes? smokes? yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was just like that's like, that's literally what everybody's thinking. Like, that's what you took from that whole thing? <laughs> that, that tore him up. Oh. <laughs> um, I've got three or four continuity errors. If you got anything else you want to say, go ahead and uh, get it off your chest, and then I'll, I'll go ahead and let them know some errors. <clears throat> I could say the, uh, something that was really fucking annoying to me was when he told her that he had he was sick, and she, like, started crying. And I, was, I was just like, come on. And, like, those are, like, the worst tears ever. Oh. And, and then he's like, I'm not sick. And then, then he goes, oh, no, I am sick. It's like, why are you listening to this? Like, I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That it? Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> are you done? No, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, then I will hit him with the the continuity errors. Tell me if you if you happen to notice any of this stuff. Uh, first off, the original Hulk used to play uh, Mordecai was kidnapped during the shooting and held for ransom. In case you didn't know that, production could not wait for him to be returned. So the bird that appears later in the movie has more white feathers because it's a different bird. They tried to incorporate this as part of the story with Richie mentioning it on two occasions. But mm-hmm. it's still a continuity error because it's two different fucking birds. <laughs> but yeah, someone tried to hold him for ransom. It's wild. Um, in the beginning of the film, when we are in- introduced to Margot, is it Margot or Margot? It's, it's Margot, right? Margot. Oh, it's Margot? Okay. So in the beginning of the film, when we are introduced to Margot, um, the narrator states that she was 12 years old when she first ran away, and then she ran away a second time four years later. When she was, um, when she lost her finger, making her 16 years old at that time. Later in the film, when Margot is telling the story of her lost finger to her nephews, she states that she was only 14 years old when she ran away. So there's some continuity there with the ages. Um, so either on the writing part or just on Paltrow's part. Who knows? Uh, well. <laughs> When Richie is in the bathroom trying to kill himself, we see him cutting his hair and shaving. As he cuts his veins, we see he did not finish cutting his hair um, or shave completely. When he wakes up in the hospital, however, his head and facial hair are fully shaved. Don't think the paramedics or anyone's going to do that for him, so continuity here. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when he, like his head, like he actually had bald spots on his head. Yeah. And then when he woke up, he had a perfect tape and everything. I was like, yep. man, they, they hooked him up when he was not <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and shaved his face, too. <laughs> and 
And then lastly, during Royal's funeral scene, Henry Sherman's son, Walter, a U.S. Navy lieutenant, has fewer metal ribbons on his uniform than he did during the wedding scenes earlier on in the film. In the earlier scenes, he had six medals. In the funeral scene, he only has four. So he, he lost two during the movie somehow. <laughs> but... Probably late to line up. Who knows? Say what? He's probably late to line up. Oh, Lord. That's all I've got for continuity errors and opinions. You have any final uh, final thoughts? Uh, one one other thing I did mention. I thought it was funny that they were wearing red Adidas jumpsuits the whole movie, and then at the funeral they were wearing black ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I thought that was kind of a funny touch on the jumpsuit thing. I, I didn't agree. get the jumpsuit thing, but it's it's I mean, a trope. I'll I'll get to it actually. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, it is a trope. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess trope there it is. Here it comes. Yes, sir. All right. The first one I've got for y'all. It's called Big Screwed Up Family. It's kind of self-explanatory. If the movie has a family with issues, holler trope. There it is. If the Tenenbaums aren't a big screwed up family, then I don't know what a big screwed up family is. It's 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 kind of the premise of the entire movie, so yeah. big screwed up family. Another one with the word big in it, big applesauce. Okay, New York City is a hotbed for the big screen. If the movie takes place in New York, go ahead and holler. There it is. That's right. Although, as I previously stated, the director attempted to disguise the film's location, it is very much filmed in the Big Apple. So. Anytime a movie is in New York City or filmed in New York City, that's called Big Applesauce. Good Times Montage. Self-explanatory if you know what a montage is. Um, and that re that's referring to the montage I said was my favorite part of the, the movie. It's where the grandpa is taking the kids out and they're doing different things. Robbing stores, apparently. I guess that's, that's a good time. <laughs> Riding on garbage trucks and whatnot. That whole thing is, is a, a good times montage. So, Bullying the dragon. This trope occurs when a character or characters bully, persecute, or otherwise provoke people or things they really shouldn't be messing with in the first place. Ever poke a bear with a stick when it's sleeping? No, I don't think I have. Okay, well, Royal basically tries to do this. And it backfires when Henry reveals his deceased wife died of stomach cancer, so he knows Royal is fucking lying. Yeah, got him. <laughs> yeah, that's called that's called bullying the the dragon. I would say poking a bear with a stick, but bullying a dragon is what it's called. Important haircut. So when a character cuts off their hair, it often symbolizes a rite of passage or the beginning signs of character growth. It's never just a haircut. Rich, ugh, Richie is shown giving himself a haircut and a shave before attempting suicide. It's kind of a life-changing event. So that falls under important haircut. Which, I know we're on tropes, but um, since we're on the suicide part, were you aware that Owen Wilson attempted suicide? No, I Like, not. a couple years after this movie, I believe... Owen attempted suicide. I don't. I don't have all the facts about it or anything, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But I wasn't aware that um, 
my boy Owen try to take his life. So I hope he's got everything in order. And I mean, it seems like he's recovered from that. But another one, Firehouse Dalmatian. So if there is a fireman, most likely there is a Dalmatian in movies, anyways. At the end of the movie, when Eli runs over Ari and Uzi's dog, Royal buys the fireman's Dalmatian so that his grandsons have a new dog. But that is called Firehouse Dalmatian. Whenever there's a fireman, there's always a Dalmatian. (laughs) Now, here we go. Limited wardrobe. I told you that what you said was a trope. Here it comes. It's called Limited Wardrobe. This trope's name is taken quite literal. When a character or characters always wear the same outfit, regardless of the setting or season, go ahead and let whoever you're watching the movie with hear you say, trope, there it is. So every time, um, sorry, every Tenenbaum child has a uniform that doesn't really change throughout the film their entire lives. In addition, Chaz's retirement of his wardrobe is a sign of character growth. So at the end, um, he is seen in a different thing rather than his normal red tracksuit. It, it's supposed to be a symbol, symbolic of, hey, he's his character is growing. But they all do. You, you just mentioned the tracksuits, how they change the color for the funeral and whatnot. But if you look, they're actually, all of them are wearing pretty much the same uniform as their children. And they grow up, they're still wearing the same thing. And the days, it's not all taking place in one day. So they definitely uh, didn't change their fucking clothes. <laughs> Parental favoritism. That's exactly how it sounds. One child seems to receive more love and admiration from a parent and sometimes both parents than the others do. Richie is clearly Royal's favorite in the Royal Tenenbaums. That's called parental favoritism. And then we got the unfavorite. That's the opposite of parental favoritism. In the Tenenbaum family, Margot is this trope. She is never allowed to forget that she's adopted and that she's not a real member of the family. It's, uh, it's mentioned a few times. I even think that Royal says every time he introduces her, this is my adopted daughter or something. So yeah. she is clearly clearly the unfavorite. And then... She goes, she, Royal tells tells her, tells Margot, like, just remember, he's not your father. And she goes... Neither, neither are, are you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good. And then lastly, I've got wounded... Sorry, Wounded Gazelle Gambit. This trope is when a character or characters use self-inflicted injuries, real or fake, to deceive others and manipulate them into doing what they want. Often used to frame a third party, this strategy is particularly effective for and often used by women due to the societal prohibitions against hurting women. So it's Wounded Gazelle Gambit. In the Royal Tenenbaums, this is a basic plot point when Royal claims to be near his end due to stomach cancer. And that is all I've got for the tropes. Did you know that uh, the they have a creator cameo in this one? Yep, I, I did. I did uh, see that, but go ahead and let us know. Oh, Anderson, the creator of the everything he he was actually the voice of the announcer at the match that the uh, tennis match he lost yep i remember just laughing like 
I think I think there was another one, but I don't recall it, so I'm not going to bring it up. Um, I also be, might be confusing that with um, another movie that we reviewed. So, however, that yes, he uh, definitely that's a trope creator cameo, and he uh, made his appearance, even though it was just by voice. You got any other ones? Hmm. Uh, no, I mean, that's that's all I could really think of that you didn't cover, really, you know. Alright, well, is there, I mean, we don't ever, we don't ever really do this. I think we've mentioned one time, we asked each other what our favorite tropes or whatever were. Out of the ones that I just read, is there one that you, you think is pretty funny or that you can recall seeing in other movies a lot? Well, I mean, the, the one about the tracksuits. Like about the limited wardrobe. Yeah, just because like it just makes you think of the Simpsons, like Homer Simpson and shit. So <laughs> yeah, limited limited wardrobe is heavily heavily used in cartoon and <clears throat> and animated stuff. It's not too often used in uh, what is it called live action. <clears throat> so, but it, it definitely was in this movie. Alright, well, I guess it's that time. Um, I'll pad the lope just a little bit and remind everybody um, for Women's Month, it oh, sorry, Women's History Month, our wives have chosen Lord of the Rings, The Greatest Showman, and now the Royal Tenenbaums. My mother, she chose Leprechaun, so we did Leprechaun for a bonus episode. We gave Lord of the Rings... Nine pairs of breasts. Pretty good rating. That's the one that we reviewed in the car ride home from Florida also. So it was a very uh, interesting experience and it had both of our wives on it. The Greatest Showman, a musical. Me and you don't like musicals. But it's still got seven pairs of breasts. I contribute it to uh, the transitions because the transitions were phenomenal in the movie. Plus the acting was really good too. Aside from the, the musicals, but it is what it is. Leprechaun. Now, this one surprised me because it doesn't have very good reviews typically. It's, it's a, it has a cult following now. But we gave Leprechaun, do you remember? Uh, we gave it a seven, didn't we? We gave it a seven because each of us rated it a three and a half. So, total of a seven. And then I said, do, do we really think that this movie deserves a seven? And you broke it down and I, I completely agreed with you. So, for all you uh, Leprechaun haters out there, go back and watch the movie after you listen to our review, and then maybe you'll change your mind, because it deserves a 7, I think. I'd say out of all the ones that we've actually done the best for us rating, that's the only one that we both agreed the same rating. Oh, the same exact, yep, it sure is. We've been close on other ones, but that that would uh, be the only one that was exact, right? Alright, well... So a 9, a 7, and a 7. We've got one more movie after this for this month to do. I'll get to that in a minute. But what are we going to give the Royal Tenenbaums? How many pair of breasts? What size? How are they looking, Kyle? Well, so we'll start. I'll just start out at a 0. Uh-oh. Bill Murray gives him 1 point. Okay. Danny Lever gives him 2. Okay. And then the brother... The, the brother... Uh, Wilson? Luke and Owen Wilson, just they, they're a combo pack, so they get three. <laughs> but then you've got Gwyneth Paltrow, so you go back down to two. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, and the, the movie was just 
Damn, okay. I would rather watch Jackass. <laughs> of course you would. So I'm, give, I'm giving it a two. If nothing else, Jackass has had a mention in every one of our reviews. Mostly it's me that brings it back up. But it's had a mention in every one of our reviews since we reviewed it. <laughs> I'm going to put it into that, damn it. Sit. No, because that is going to make them go back and listen to the Jackass <laughs> I know. I know. See what you thought about it. <laughs> All right, so you're giving it two pairs of breasts, or two breasts. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it just, yeah, two young ladies. <laughs> Bigger than uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's? They better be. <laughs> okay. All right, my rating system is a little different than yours. I'm not going to entirely go off of actors, but I am going to do it a little bit, because it ha- I already read off, it has a handful of actors that I d- I'm not that big of a fan of, so... I'm going to do, I'll do, I'll similar do the same thing. I'm going to start with zero. And because of the combined actors that I don't like, I'm going to bring it down to negative one. Okay. (laughs) But then we got Luke and Owen Wilson. Again, I didn't realize Luke was um, Owen's brother, but now again, close your eyes, listen to them. You don't know which one's fucking talking. They're definitely brothers. (laughs) I like both of them. And uh, not Morgan Freeman. Why can't Danny Glover? I don't know why I do that. Um, Danny Glover, I also like him. So that's going to bring me up for up from negative one to two. I will give those three. Bring it up, okay? That's that's a two right now, okay? There was a nasty ass bush <laughs> that I would normally subtract points from, but it was only briefly, so I'll leave it alone. If they would have kept showing it, then that would have been garbage to me. Sorry. We did get some boobs. You had some short hair. So we'll go ahead and knock it up to one more. So now we're at three. Okay? <laughs> I really enjoyed, even though I'm not that big big a fan of Hackman, I really enjoyed that montage. I thought it was put together good. It made me smile. And then also the line that I said, um, your mother was terribly attractive. Her, your dead mother, that is. So I'm going to say that this movie gets a three and a half from me. I'm I'm being very generous with a three and a half. So I'm gonna say it's a three instead. <laughs> so I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna I was gonna say if you if you're giving it a three and a half, I'm subtracting at least a half a point. They they're not getting close to a six. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down to a three. And that that's that was just my long winded answer. I'm giving it three pairs of breasts. A tad bit bigger than Gwyneth Paltrow's. It's not a flat chest. It's there's a nice little little bump there, little bumpski. So that combined, we're going to give the Royal Tenenbaums a five. So five out of ten breasts. Five out of ten breasts. So that would be average. Eh, I'd say it's a slightly above average, but I guess five. We if we're going to say five is average, I guess. I guess middle ground. I don't know. You yeah. Call it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We can call it average. It's fine. Boozer boobs. I like looking at them all, but <laughs> I'd rather look at a pair of eight than a pair of fives. That's right. I agree. I agree. I'd rather watch Halloween than the Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, one hundred. You'd also rather watch Jackass. I would not, but that's okay. <laughs> what? Hey, hold on. Here we go. 
let's let's do this. This is a new segment. We're not going to do it every time, but we're going to do it now because we need to pad the lope a little bit anyways. What is something that would have made this better? What would have raised your rating? Maybe we should add this as a segment, but let's do it this time at least. Ooh, damn! Yeah, that would probably come on. That that would raise mine up to probably at least a three and a half, if not four. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It would raise more than my. It would raise more than my rating. It would also raise more than my rating. It would raise my blood pressure. It would raise. Well, it, this is still a kind of a PG uh, podcast. So wait, no, it's not. <laughs> you know what would raise. <laughs> I was, I was insinuating. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I, I definitely think a change of cast, but really the real problem for me anyways is just the slow pace and the dry humor. But that's what the movie was meant to be, so you can't really alter that. I think a change in the cast would greatly improve it. What would make this movie better is having Morgan Freeman do the narration <laughs> oh yes oh my god yes dude you add morgan you you, you you replace morgan free or uh baldwin with freeman and you replace paltrow with jenny mccartney mccarthy sorry <laughs> um yeah this is definitely this is a seven here if we have if we have those people in this movie <laughs> I, love, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a uh, time for you to let us know what we're reviewing next week. Okay. All right. So it's not a musical. So we'll start. We'll start with that. It's not going to be a musical. However, I don't know how you're going to feel about this movie. I'm not going to let you know how I feel about it because I want to save it for opinions. But I'm going to see your reaction right now. Oh, by the way, let's real quick. Once again, we are on Zoom, people. If you can't tell, the audio is a little bit off. I apologize. We'll get back together again. Um, we have our reasons. But, so I, like I said, I, I can see your reaction. I'm looking right at your face through this screen. And I'm going to say that the movie has two letters and then the three words that every woman, well, I guess everyone really wants to hear. P.S. I love you. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? It's got your boy Gerard Butler in it. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? This is the last time our wives pick movies. <laughs> Erica, I know you're listening. <clears throat> Shitty choice. Well, it's Shitty Choice. Save it for opinions. Save it for opinions. Well, I mean, I'm just saying my opinion of the Vicks. <laughs> the Greatest Showman was okay. Lord of the Rings, a little lengthy, but it was okay. You're you're supposed to save your better ones for the last two picks. For your we, last picks. We did it backwards. <laughs> yeah. P.S. I hate this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you seen it before? I have not. Okay. <laughs> this is one that I have seen before. So, I'm going to watch it again with my wife. And I'm told, I, I've never watched it with her, but I am told that she cries every time she watches it. So, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> P- 
please watch this with Brittany. I don't know how Brittany is with chick flicks, but please watch it with her and get her, get at least like her favorite scene or or something from her. I'll, I'll probably be the one that tears up. Oh. <laughs> I got a little bit of tears of joy when like uh, when like um, Ben Stiller popped out behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I also it kind of looks like you're wearing Ben Stiller's jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my New Japan my New Japan jumpsuit. So yeah, a little bit like the uh, Adidas style, but um, wonderful. We'll have to we'll have to do the uh, the picture that we do, which everybody can see on our Instagram, which you'll plug in a second. But we'll have to do that, and I'll and I'll make sure I wear this so I can. I can look like Ben Stiller a little bit, <laughs> and, and mention, and also uh, to mention Instagram again. I'm gonna let you plug that here in a second, but you guys are definitely gonna want to go check it out because the cover art edit that I am working on for PS I Love You, I think, is going to be pretty outstanding. <laughs> if you've if you've ever seen the cover, the real cover of PS I Love You, just imagine me and Kyle. <laughs> I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. It's it's mainly Gerard Butler and um, the girl. I just can't can't remember the top of my head what the girl is, but I don't think Ashton's in it. Oh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, there you go, Hillary. Yeah, I'll be alright. Hillary can swank (laughs) this. All right. Go ahead, go ahead and plug it. I've mentioned it a couple times. Go ahead and plug it. Yeah. So, like he said, these uh, these pictures that we're posting on our Instagram, two bros and a review, you're going to want to see these. Uh, the one for the Rolls and Bombs was pretty fucking good. The one for <laughs> the Greatest Showman, really good. They're all great. You guys just got to go in there and see them. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to see the the fucking P.S. I love you before you guys, but. Shortly before you guys, because I'm gonna post it as soon as I get it. So. <laughs> Two bros in a review on Instagram. Give us a follow. Send us a message. Help us get to 100 followers. We are at 73 followers. Woo! Right yeah. Um, I did a little extra sharing today. I I've shared on Facebook. I shared on my other two Instagram accounts and <laughs> gained gained a couple followers for us. Awesome. I uh, did. It. I don't know why they just started following, but I appreciate you guys. Um, but once we get to 100 followers, what is going to happen? Well, first off, we're going to do those uh, live reaction um, review. Excuse me. Sorry about that. First off, we're going to start doing live reaction alongside of our reviews. Not every one of them, but we're going to start doing a little bit here and there. But more importantly... The very first one that we do after we hit 100 followers, we are going to have these five different hot sauces all the way up to 2 million level Scoville. And we are going to be dipping chicken wings or crackers or something in them while we're doing the review. Jordan is going to accompany us, and he will be there also. He is funny as fuck to watch um, eat hot shit. <laughs> you don't normally eat hot shit. I've I've seen you eat a little bit now, but you're you're partaking in this. 
And then, of course, you got me. I, I can tolerate hotness, but this is going to be some serious shit along with us trying to review whatever movie we're reviewing that week. So get us to 100 followers so you can see that. And so I can get it over with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had a question about that. Are you going to do it to where it's like it's going to slowly get hotter? That was the plan. Okay, I just didn't want you to like just grab like a bunch of random hot sauces and just like, oh, try this one. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I was going to give us little little containers of of one, like the lowest one. I, I think I got some Texas Pete. If you ever had Texas Pete, it's not really that hot. It's actually really good. So I'm, that will probably be the starter one. And then, I can't remember what it's called, but the blue fucking liquid. That's 2 million Scoville. That will be the last one we do. Okay. <laughs> So probably, probably for the intro or whatever, we're going to be on some light shit. The facts, it's going to warm up a little bit. By the time we get to this part of the review, we're probably not going to be able to talk. But we're going to have to, and that's what the viewers are going to want to see. <laughs> Gotta get us to 100, guys. They're going to see me on the floor of like, two bros in a review, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. And it... Two rows in a review. <laughs> and it only is going to go up from there because we're going to have to top that to get to 200 or 300 or whatever goal we set next. But let's get us to 100. Um, also, follow us on Instagram, obviously. But listen to us every week, every Saturday at noon on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Bullhorn, I think is what it's called. There are so many different platforms that we're on. So please make sure you're listening to us on one of those platforms. Um, but if there is one that you prefer us to be on and we're not on it, just slide into our DMs over there at Two Bros and Review. Let us know, and me and Kyle both will do everything we can to get us on that particular platform for you. Mm-hmm. And let me just jump right into the segue. <laughs> is it charged? Speaking of... <laughs> huh? Speaking of platforms. <laughs> That purple icon on your Apple device, the iTunes, it's it looks like a little exclamation mark upside down with two circles around it. It's purple. Uh, click on that. Search for us, two brothers in a review. It's a picture of me wearing a goofy like ice cream sweatshirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan's sitting next to me, and we're like huddled around a laptop. Get on there. Give us five stars. And leave a comment letting us know what movie you started walk, listening to us review. Or let us know a movie you want us to review. Or just tell us, like, dude, where the hell is that hoodie? I need it. You know, something. Just make <laughs> us laugh. Anything. Uh, you know, here soon we're going to get on there and start reading some of those reviews. Maybe mid. Maybe that'll be one of the segments we do when we do that live reaction video. Who knows? Yep. So. Get on there. Help us do what we do best and review movies for you. Yes, sir. That's three free things that you can do. Follow us on Instagram, Two Bros in a Review. Listen to us, whatever platform that you listen to music and podcasts on, and then give us that five-star review, please. Those are all free things to do. They don't take more than a minute to do all three, so please do them for us. We truly appreciate it. Mm, (laughs) 3.99. Yep. And then, of course, it's that time. Gotta plug them boys down there in Florida. TRG Network. Those random guys drop podcasts on YouTube every Tuesday. Some gaming shit throughout the week. 
They also have their podcasts on the same platforms as we do, except for Anchor. They don't go on Anchor, but that's all right. TRG Network, those random guys, I'm telling you, give them a listen. Corey and Tommy, I loved spending time with them when we were down there in Florida. And the best thing I got now is to watch them every every time they put out a podcast. It's just like being with them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking nuts, man. And once you get them, was it a, is it a thousand subscribers on YouTube? Yes, I believe their goal is a thousand. They're at, they're at eight hundred and something now, I believe. Yeah, not bad. That's a pretty easy goal. You know, we're just trying to get to a hundred. They're trying to get to a thousand uh-huh. on YouTube. But once they get to a thousand, they're like Corey is going to let uh, his fiance Kayla wax him, and then Tommy's going to let them kick him in the head. Whew. So. I mean, get these dudes to a thousand subscribers because Corey getting waxed will be fucking hilarious. Yeah. What was their last goal? Five hundred, right? That's when they, that's when they chopped their boy Devin several times. Yep. That was, that was a good minute of pure joy watching, I believe. Yeah, and Devin, if you're listening, I still owe you some lifts for that. Uh Oh. You got to leave Scott clean when I see you in Florida. (laughs) I'm coming for that ass. Um, while you're on YouTube, after you check out check over the TRG network, hit that subscribe button and then go ahead and type in High Society Productions. That's my YouTube channel. All right, I am currently since we talked about their goal of a thousand, I am currently trying to get to 200 subscribers. I am like 60, I think away, maybe 40. I think 60. Either or, I'm just trying to get to 200 by April 1st. So it's closing in. I really don't want to miss this goal. So please go over there and subscribe to my channel. I put out gaming content. We do a lot of Call of Duty streams. But I also do travel vlogs. Hot sauce tasting shit. You get to see Jordan puke. It's hilarious. <laughs> I have my daughter give me a makeover. There's there's tons of different stuff on there. I'm putting out content every day this year. So please, please support me and go subscribe and like my videos. There's even skateboarding shit on there for all my friends that are listening. So There sure is, and I want there to be more. So Get your asses over there. Uh, oh, yeah, the, this summer, dude, I got a lot of cookouts and shit planned, so we're going to have a lot of skate shit going on. Oh, yeah? So, you know, High Society Productions on YouTube. Subscribe, like, ring that bell. But like you said, most importantly, if you don't want to subscribe and you don't want to get notifications, just like the video. You know, that's... That's that's helpful enough. Yes. But subscribing is always an easy thing to do, and it don't cost you nothing. Uh, you can go on Instagram. Besides following us, two bros in a review, you can follow follow me, the underscore red rum underscore crew. It's the red rum crew with an underscore in the middle with each word. Uh, that's where I'm posting most of my like all the skate stuff that I have. Um, you know, we let you know about all the events, the cookouts I was just speaking of, the contest that we do. So, you know, get on there and follow us. And then, like I said last week, the whole Mav DIY, DIY is do-it-yourself. It's here in Dayton. It's fucking phenomenal. It's honestly one of the best DIYs that I've been to, minus one that's in, like, North Carolina. But... You know, they on their Instagram it's it's home underscore home av underscore DIY. Get on there, follow them, and they have a link to their Venmo for you to donate. Really appreciate you doing it because you're gonna help us make videos there for you. That, that's a lot of call to action. We're just asking you to follow different things and and subscribe to different things. It's all free things to do, guys. It supports us. It supports the community. Please, please do them. Highly, highly appreciate it. Can't say it enough.
Yeah, please. And thank you. We love you. That's right. But uh, that's all that I have. What about you? That's, that's I'm there with you. It's, o- it's over. All right. You guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I'm Kyle Webb. I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you did just listen to our podcast. Two brothers and a review. That's right. Check you later.